Welcome to the Prickly Couch podcast where three mujeres have real conversations. We'll share our stories and talk about wellness, familias, work, and everything in between in our experiences as Latina women. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of the Prickly Couch. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how's it been to be in quarantine um, since March? What are some of the things that maybe we started doing for self-care and how that self-care routine has had to be adapted as the months passed um, now that we are in September? And the different challenges that we're having um, as part of quarantine, as part of um, having to be with family maybe for too long, um, maybe also being away from family for a long time. And, you know, the different transitions that we have gone um, through this time. Um, I know that, you know, we had some big milestones um, that happened and we had to, to adapt them. So welcome and yeah, we'll be talking throughout this next 15 minutes about what that looks like. And hopefully some of that information can be help, uh, helpful to you um, and some of the things that maybe we're doing or maybe some of the doubts uh, that, you know, questions that up for, come up for you as well. All right, y'all. So let's start with maybe chatting a little bit about what our challenges have been during this time. <laughs> That's a heavy question. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, We're digging in. Uh, We're just going straight to the heavy, the heavy stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. I think I've had just like a different milestones of challenges. At the beginning of quarantine, it was very the chaotic energy everywhere. I thought I had the next couple of months planned and just this, the quarantine, of course, just derailed all the plans that I had and created all these worries where I didn't know. Um, um, for context, I was, my job was ending so my term at my job was ending. So I had plans to start applying for jobs. And of course, this quarantine added to the uncertainty of being able to land a job. Um, I was worried about my family and how they would, um, what would happen to them if they were to get the virus because they don't have health insurance and um, they don't even have a doctor that they see in the US. They usually go to Mexico where, um, that's where they see the doctor. And then the border was closing or that we they were hearing about that. So I was just worried about that. Um, I think there is also, um, at the beginning of quarantine, I have moved since then, but I was living in a place where I wasn't comfortable. And just what I would usually do before quarantine was I would go to work, come back home, maybe eat something really quick and I would escape to my friend's place and then hang out with her. Um, and just knowing that I had to be at home and I didn't have that outlet to just go with my friend uh, made me really nervous and I just didn't want to be home. Um, I have moved since then, so that's great. And I now live with that friend. So that has been very helpful. And I think when we talk about what I have found helpful, I will talk about her and how she has helped me through this whole experience. Um, but during that time, I wasn't. So 
that was some of the challenges that I had initially. Um, and then on top of that, just seeing other things that are happening on top of the on top of the virus. So um, the things that are happening with police brutality, when knowing that there is going to be a DACA decision, and, um, knowing that my family members and other friends are going through their own stressors and me being like an empath, just feeling all of their emotions. It was just, a, I think, overwhelming, um, like an overwhelming mix of stress and emotions that I had not experienced uh, before would just sum up what my challenges were and being able to cope with that and not knowing what direction to go. That was my biggest challenge. Yeah, I think, um, I think this year was, was um, surprising in many ways for me. Um, and, you know, if you had told me about what quarantine was going to do at the end of at the start of this year, I would have said that that sounded like science fiction, right? And um, I think January started, I think life was as normal. And then things start changing for me um, in February, where, you know, um, I had a family member be ill and going through that. And as, as you know, um, as that ended, um, I came back to the States two weeks really before quarantine began. And so we had heard while, while all this was happening, we saw the news and we knew that, you know, there was this thing called COVID-19 that was happening somewhere else. Um, and so we, that's, that was at the point that people started talking about, you know, hitting the States, hitting Mexico. I was in Mexico at the, I, I traveled to Mexico at the time and I was there for about a month and we were like, okay, so what do we do? We decided to get here to the States. And because of that loss, I decided to take a little bit of time off to process and grieve um, with the plan of going back March 13th, which is when quarantine began. <laughs> and so I had been on isolation for a few months then um, uh, and then had taken two weeks because I was like, okay, I'm gonna be home and grieve and take care of myself. And then that never ended, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, I, I live in an apartment right now. So, you know, I, at, at first we were nervous that we were going to be crowded here and what we were going to do, but it actually ended up um, working out in some ways um, and making part of what happened for me in, in quarantine, um, I think, go smoothly. So because of the loss, I felt like, I needed the world to stop for a little bit and it did right um not only for me but for the people i care about for everybody not in the way that i i wish it had happened um but the world stopped for a little bit and i was able to i think just just take a pause of what normalcy looked like for me um and then i found out i was pregnant actually i think march 12th um <laughs> And I remember texting Josie and, you know, a few of my really close friends to let them know that that was happening. And then quarantine hit and the first few months for me were really rough. And so being able to be at home and um, have my husband here because he was sent home pretty quickly as well. Um, 
it was helpful to just just forcing myself to slow down and take time to take care of myself and take breaks and then you know as part of the of the practice um we already had some of these processes in place but then we had to figure out how to make them sustainable and then while we were also going through these big transitions ourselves um yeah, and in a quarantine, right? Your baby literally has been in gestation <laughs> the whole time, like the literally entire time. The day it started, I found out I was pregnant. So um, I haven't seen anybody uh, about my pregnancy. I haven't hugged anybody about my pregnancy or celebrated with any of my family. And you know, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm from Mexico. All my family's there. Um, and so what I thought, you know, was gonna end you know, in, in a couple of weeks, uh, extended and extended. And so now I am a 30 weeks pregnant <laughs> and I'm not going to be traveling anywhere anytime soon. Um, so, you know, this baby and, and this whole process happened in full isolation, which has been really interesting. Um, and, you know, I'll talk a little bit about what that was like as, as a psychologist, but also, you know, people that I haven't seen in a long time, uh, they'll see me and I could have gone away with not saying anything and just showing a baby in my months, but it's been interesting. Um, and then I think for me, besides the the grief and, and the loss of earlier this year, there's also been a lot of grief and loss with um, family and friends. Um, unfortunately, my town in Mexico was hit hard by COVID and we lost a lot of people um, close and not close um and so there's been that adjustment and, and i think feeling for people going through that pain um as you said got in right with empaths <laughs> and we take that on um, all the things still all the things all the time and that's hard you know when you've been through that grief and loss yourself you really can connect i think to what that person is going through and uh you know, it's, it's not something that you wish upon anyone. Um, so many that's people, been so many people in our country and in our community that's being disproportionately hit are going through right. so much grief and loss. Right. It's so and then I think that usually the things that I would do not being accessible, but then, um, you know, just hanging out with friends and, um, chilling, you know, um, it's not something that is available because people are struggling with their own stuff. Um, their own different challenges. And then you have, you know, that as being pregnant, I have to be in full isolation because of this. So it's been really, I never knew how much of my mental health depended on going to my weekly trip to Target and grocery shopping. <laughs> and not that I, those things are not accessible. It's like, okay, so we have to find something else. So um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that have worked for me um, and some of the things that I'm thinking about as whenever we return to normal, whatever that means happens. Yeah, I think um, similar for me, um, it's been a roller coaster. Um, you know, like I said in episode one, I have two, two boys. Um, and so it's been a fucking roller coaster, to be honest. And um, we, I cuss a lot, so we'll, you'll hear all the cuss words. <laughs> Listen to this podcast, just to we, up. Yeah, we will not be. <laughs> we will not be moving. I'm surprised it wasn't me who broke this. So, <laughs> so um, it's been a shit show of a mess. Um, you know, we started with the kids all of a sudden. Well, let me back up. 
So we were had on vacation <laughs> at the beginning of March in Spain. <laughs> and so we went to Spain um, for a week and we're like, la, la, like vacation mode, totally checked out because we don't get away often from our two boys. Um, my in-laws came and took care of them. So it was amazing. So we actually got to like unplug. And then we're getting messages about, <laughs> you know, is everything okay? We're like, sure, but it's fine, but it's fine. Like, no one was wearing masks in the airport, not that. Like, it was like, we good, we good, what y'all talking about? <laughs> and then we got home, and literally, like, two days later, the borders were closed. <laughs> so we barely made it home. We're like, oh, shit. So maybe we should have been <laughs> watching the news while we were on vacation, but we weren't. We were on vacation. So we went from vacation to boom quarantine and with our boys 24-7 so I had plenty of freak out moments right because for the balance between being a mom and being a professional is difficult at the best of times and then we're talking about like everything pulled out from under you right like that from one night to the next so we had to adjust to having the boys home we were um pretty pretty um careful at the beginning like all like all the kids all the neighbors play we like everyone took their kids in and they feel like the kids gonna play with each other until we started feeling comfortable and now we're letting them they know to keep distance but they're little but we have like a a little pack with our neighbors in terms of like we're trying trying to be careful and as long as we're trying to be careful we're okay with them playing you know so things have adjusted that way where we have as a family opened up a little bit more um i think partly is because of for our own insanity like to be quarantined with two littles a dog and a cat who don't get along like what the fuck <laughs> so so um we you know we go bike riding we do you know that's really helped to just be out we did an rv trip um we were, i was like renting an rv because every year we go to panama every year we spend two three weeks in panama with familia on the beach you know and take a break with the boys over there. We're not going to be able to do, we weren't able to do that this year. So we took an RV trip. We bought a freaking trailer. So we're going to take more trips um, with the familia. <laughs> so, um, so just, we just had to adapt that way. Um, we've lost a lot of people. Uh, my mom just last week, the week before lost her best friend passed away. Um, I've had family was sick. One of my sisters here in San Antonio was sick. One of my brothers in Panama was sick. Thankfully, um, they've made it through and didn't have to be hospitalized. But you know, just like when you get that message or that call, right? Like, uh, you know, habla con tu hermano, chiquelo, porque está enfermo, right? Like, talk, call your brother, check on him because he's got COVID. And then it's like, what? Because you just don't know how bad it's gonna get right um so yeah it's been a roller coaster i mean at any point we can get the news that someone else has it right that we've lost someone else um so it is a lot of um just grief um and then the challenges of being home and managing everything and trying to so um we just started school and so that's been our newest challenge is like this shift of shifting the boys into a little bit more of a routine than before where they were a little bit more fluid. But they have been, they've also been quarantined this entire time, right? They're not going back to school, like in their desk with their teachers that they love, right? It's just this weird thing. So yes, we have experienced 
challenges and it's been a roller coaster. Some days are better than others. Um, and, you know, some days I'm, I'm all right. I got this for me. I'm a planner and I have to organize. So like I sent Gabby pictures this weekend. I was like, pictures of all their like spaces that I made for school. Like I had all their shit. I had their desk. I had like, I had to have it all organized. And every night I go and organize everything back again. So in the morning we start from scratch. I have lists printed out where they like look at the little pictures and they know they need to brush their teeth and cut, you know, comb their hair. And like, I'm trying to like as much keep us scheduled because it just helps my anxiety <laughs> so yeah that's my that's my spiel of the craziness that's been going on these last six months well and I think that that's a great description of it's just been a roller coaster of um because I think sometimes we all start focusing on all this stressors right and all the things that have happened and there's also been I think good things that have happened in the middle of this um it's not all been bad necessarily right um and it's been different and weird like, yes we're doing paint parties virtually with our team members right like we're doing birthday parties my birthday was virtual and everyone's cantando and I'm like <laughs> you know same thing with my boys you know like they're Santi's birthday's coming up next month and and I don't know we haven't planned it yet first Luki we did raspas we had a raspa truck come and he had raspas so it's just mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes sense because it's been a long time, even though it, our conception of our, our idea of time is messed up right now, but it has been almost half a year and a lot of things happen in half a year. So, yeah. but so much. I, it just, time is weird right now. It just, it either feels like it's been too long or it feels like quarantine just started yesterday, some days and yeah, that, I think that's something that has been difficult for me too. I'm like, wow, I've spent a lot of time at home. And what is what's going to happen after? Like, what is this new normal that people are talking about? What is normal? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One of the things that I keep, being, I keep thinking about is just even sitting in traffic and having to like coordinate commuting times so my like, that's one of the good things yeah. it's nice not to be in traffic even though I didn't, I didn't have to be in traffic all the time the small moments I did I'm like yes me this is nice <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't complain um so I think we talked a little bit about you know the challenges we're experiencing and some of the things that we're seeing with our familia with our community um well and I, I think one I think it's important I always kind of like settled back to like you know people have lost family lost their job lost their jobs we're pulling together money to help people pay their bill you know like and being for me being a daughter of immigrant having being transnational having family aquí and in Panama I get called from two countries about shit that's going down right so if you know somebody in Panama también necesitan you know ayuda like we're pulling money here to send over there like it's like I feel like it's a broader network that I love about my family and our communities. And at the same time, sometimes I'm like, I can't answer that message today because I'm like fucking here because I've been cleaning asses and <laughs> cooking, <laughs> cooking nonstop, washing dishes. Oh my God. Like all the things while I'm thinking about all the shit I have to do for my job. You know, and then a family member from Panama will call, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, 
Like, I hope they don't watch this, but I do push it. Because <laughs> I can't sometimes, you know, and that brings up guilt, right? But that's like the reality of, of caring, you know, being connected to the networks that we are in our communities. Um, so yes, so it's so much and so layered, so yeah. layered. And I think we, we talked a little bit about this on episode one, but it's like also all the things that are compounding this, right? So it is what is happening within individually, what we're seeing with our families, with our colleagues, with our friends, with all the, all the folks. And then, you know, what is happening to our communities um, here. And, you know, I know that there will be other episodes where we talk more about that, but I wanted to bring that context in. And um, as we're talking about, you know, having families in both, um, family and friends in, in both countries. I think for me, seeing also a lot of the uprising in Mexico, um, there's been huge movements happening right now. And I know that, you know, there's been a lot of just what we're seeing here happen there in, in a very different context. Um, and so, yeah, just like a lot of layers to 2020. I don't know. So much shit. So and true. yeah, we don't even talk current event. Yeah, I almost broke it down when Chadwick Boseman. No, sir. I'm sorry, but I still can't talk about it. My boys love Black Panther. Love, love, have its posters that we are not talking about it. I can't, I can't, I can't handle the conversation. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? The world is literally falling apart. There's Mother Nature natural disasters happening all over the place, like crazy. I have people who are evacuated. I have people that, like, we got team members that got hit by a derecho. Like, what the fuck is a derecho in, <laughs> like, Iowa? What the hell? It's just everything's mad. Like, everything's yeah. just mad. The Mother Earth's like, fuck all you. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So we have that context and I think we'll be talking more about it in future episodes of like, you know, what that means for all of us and, and our families, but that definitely has compounded everything. Um, so I think let's talk a little bit about what we have found helpful, right? In coping with all this different shit that is happening in the past month. Cause I think, you know, we started, we talked about how quarantine started for us and now things have changed. Like we've been here, we thought it was going to be one month, well, two weeks, then one month. Then by this time we would be done and here we are. So maybe let's just focus on what works for us now, six months after. Adam, you want to give it a shot? Yeah, I know it's been a long time by just thinking about how much self-care activities I have tried. Not saying they have all worked, but I have tried almost everything on the book. Okay, let's hear it. Have you tried? I tried the the get the body movie. That mm -hmm. that does not work for me. <laughs> I was <laughs> expecting that. Um, I've tried, you know, like kicking. I've tried um, not like disconnecting from social media, but that's hard to do, especially when everything is online. Um, tried like the more oh self-care self take like a day take naps mm -hmm. and I, I think I've just tried everything on the books the things that have been working consistently for me are uh 
I'm gonna talk about her but my roommate <laughs> I just mm-hmm. I love my roommate but because she she's also Latina and we have we share similar background and we're also bilingual so we speak Spanish here at home um, we cook Mexican food we put rebelde on the tv and we karaoke to that and oh nice yes it's also I think we just put it on Spotify so there's a playlist <laughs> You and Gabby do get you don't know this, but Gabby knows the all the lyrics to all the songs. Gabby, yeah, we have a karaoke night pending. Dude, but for real, she will kill it. <laughs> I my roommate really much. <laughs> my, room, my roommate just really brings a sense of normalcy to my home, which just I know I noticed that my mental health just dramatically improved when we moved in together because we can talk about things that are COVID related and issues that are happening around us, but then we can talk about other things and just stuff that grounds us. So she's been very helpful in that. Um, Also, I'm the type of person that if I'm feeling a certain way, let's say I'm feeling sad, I wanna get to the point. Why am I feeling sad? What made me feel sad? Where was I when I was feeling this emotion? What triggered it? And I, as quarantine, has progressed I have been more kind to myself in that area where it I tell myself that it's okay that I don't know why I'm feeling sad and mostly because there's a lot of things happening at the same time that are affecting my emotions so just being kinder to myself and just disconnecting but also just thinking and reflecting without beating myself up when I don't get the answers that I, I'm looking for. And um, again, my roommate, she's awesome. Talking to my parents on the phone and my siblings and my nieces, looking at my nieces, my newborn nieces that were born, both born during quarantine on FaceTime and um, just enjoying the those times where I'm not working or I'm not, I have downtime and doing stuff that I like to do. So I think earlier in the first podcast, I said, I really like creative stuff. So I've been trying to learn an instrument and I've been listening to more music now. So that all that stuff really has helped me. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with the, yeah, things. Yeah. It has been a shit show since March, but there's a lot of good things that have happened and I have learned a lot of good things about myself that pre COVID, I was too distracted to even pay attention to. Um, I think for me, full disclosure, I love TikTok. <laughs> it was a huge, huge source of um, just relaxing and and uh, disconnecting. Um, so that's been, that's been helpful. I've also tried, I think, a lot of different things. Um, and one of the things that um, work for me, I'm, I'm a bookworm. I love reading everything and anything. And so <clears throat> reconnecting with that has been really helpful. But I realized that I hadn't really connected with my reading in Spanish. Um, and reading in English, I love it, but it's not the same. Um, and so I've been trying to connect more with new books and things that are just novelas and, you know, I'm not reading nonfiction and mental health stuff. I, as usually I would have like a couple books going for that. I'm not doing that anymore. 
Um, I'm adding music to my mornings uh, or end of the day. Um, just as a shout out to Marielle Bouquet, because <laughs> she talks about like pumping yourself up, <clears throat> you know, when you're starting to work and, and things. And so I've been using that um, and having like different, you know, Spotify playlists and things that are helpful. Um, one thing that I really enjoy is singing. And for a long time, I disconnected from that. I'm not the greatest. I don't care. It's fun. So I do it. And so I got myself a mic and I have like a playlist that, you know, I can just sing and, you know, bless the heart of my husband. He just takes it and it's fine. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, you know, spending time with my husband, I think for a little while we both got really busy and um, especially with me commuting back and forth and him having big projects. Um, it's not that we weren't spending time together, but I think it was very different. And so now we have a routine of waking up and having breakfast together and a little bit of, of quiet time. Um, and that helps. And it'd be um, so great. It's gonna be so important for, cause when that baby comes, you're gonna feel disconnected again from each other. Right. That's so good so, that they're connecting now. So we're definitely like, you know, we, we wanted to spend time together before baby came. We weren't counting on quarantine. Um, so right, it's been a lot of time together. A lot of all the time. Um, Careful with the wish for situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten tired. Like I know that some, you know, some couples will say like, oh, they're driving me crazy. That hasn't happened to us. Um, but we've been together for a, a long time. And so we've been in this similar situation before. Um, so I think that that helped prepare us as much as we could for this but um yeah that's been helpful so far uh so for me what I think has been helpful so I think similar like I've tried different things I think honestly like each day is different some days are better than others some days like today I had the boys I didn't have to be online so much today so I was like you know what we're gonna do a dance video um, and so I could move, right? And so um, they started, skate, you know, skateboarding in the middle of it and like lost interest. But I was like, no, I'm, I'm finishing this freaking video. So y'all either dance with me or y'all do your scootering so I can do this video, right? This is like 30 minutes for me. <clears throat> and so I did it, which is hard because they're little, right? And so they'll start trying to pull me into other directions. But I was like, it started to talk to them. Like, Mijo's my mom needs to take care of herself. Um, and so my mind needs to do exercise too. You guys do exercise all the time. My mind needs to do exercise too, right? And so they're like, oh, okay, my mind. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I like some days I'll try to get a workout and get some movement. And for me, walking or yoga or like moving my physical body because I get really tight and I, then I'll start mm -hmm. to get migraines and pain. Um, and so I've had to do like just release work and, you know, rolling on the, the roller and, just kind of laying, like just letting myself lay, listening to my body. So some days, like if I don't feel like movement, then that's okay. I won't do movement. Maybe that day it's just um, a walk, you know, walking the dog um, and maybe it's nothing. Um, and so I think it has helped me to check in with myself more because I do need to try to stay more grounded because I do have the kids, right? And I can get um, just the fuck out, right? And I can get lost in my like to-do list or just like the stress of having to manage them rather than being connected with them um and like present with them so it's just a and i have to constantly remind myself to shift like out of my stress 
you know, he, like, look at your child. It's a four-year-old standing in front of you. He's four, right? Like, my, because my, if I'm overwhelmed, my response is like, oh, like, ugh, I'm just irritated because I don't want to be asked again <laughs> to do another thing. And then I have to be like, he's four. And he's the most precious four-year-old. So I just have to look at him and then I email him. Um, so being present with my kids, being grounded has helped just when I can. Um, <sighs> reaching out to folks virtually um, for support. I've had a couple, like our wine thing, I've had a couple virtual like get togethers um, that have been nice just to like see other adults and connect that way. And then I said the for us, like we've been out in nature. So I'm an earth person being part of out in nature being, it's just fuels my soul. So um, we bought a freaking trailer. So we're going to go on road trips here and there just to help break up the routine. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. So our next trip will be this month, actually, because we need to go pick up the trailer in New Mexico. And then we're going to spend a week in October somewhere. And so, yeah, that's helping me. That's really um, that you have something to look forward to, or like you yeah. set yourself to look forward to something, which mm -hmm. can help the situation a little bit. Yes, because I know I got, I got a couple more weeks, and then we're going to get a little break, and we'll get to do a road trip. And it's something for the boys to look forward to, too. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point, right? Like, um, if we're thinking about the things that maybe were not helpful um, during this time, um, or maybe things that were, right? I think we talked a little bit about that already. But um, maybe, at least for me, some of the things that weren't helpful was not fostering that flexibility, right? That every day will be different, and my expectations can be the same every day. Um, and the expectation i think that at the start especially of quarantine there's so many bullshit posts about like if you do you you know you leave quarantine without knowing this new language and new art and have all this productivity shit like boo you suck you'll you know um and in reality i'm like i just don't have the same energy at the end of the day um i can do eight hour days at zoom or you know in in all so much trauma like it's so much trauma in our context to expect that we're going to still, it's so, it's such a capitalist culture in that way. Like it's such a, you know, produce, produce, produce. And it's like, no, we need to do the opposite of that right now. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy out there. And also filtering, especially at the beginning of COVID, there was a lot of content like that. And just filtering, knowing that you should be filtering it out. I, I, another content that, I, that I'm thinking of is like the COVID-15 or the quarantine-15. Oh, oh my God, roll my eyes really hard for that. But just a lot of, I would see a lot of people that I know just be like worried about this COVID-15 on top of COVID, which is ridiculous to me. And people putting out that content that I was intending to be helpful on how not to gain that COVID-15 and it just does uh, no terrible it's still from the perspective of right our bodies should look us we should still keep our bodies a certain way yeah you know yeah. our bodies aren't shouldn't adapt to change you know um all the and it, 
And I think those accounts always trying to sell you something, right? They, they have this yeah. magic program that if you eat whatever and then you follow their exercise, you'll be fine. Whatever the fuck fine means in that. I'm like, okay, so I'll be thin and stress the fuck out because like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, and especially at a time, like this particularly irritated me because it was a, I'm like, at a time where people have no fucking employment or food security, this is what we're focusing on? No. Yeah, it was extra work or extra energy just to filter those mm. that content out of my social media and conversations with people too having mm. conversations with people who were talking about that too or using it as a way of of consolation so being like oh it's okay think about it it's a time where you can do a new activity or learn a new skill when it's it wasn't really helpful so that would take up more energy than needed on top of that so that was hard to navigate it still kind of is because we still see it um but yeah that was not helpful content at all (laughs) for me one of the things that wasn't helpful so I was like at the beginning of quarantine I think I was like every night wine right because I was stressed and I was like wine 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 (laughs) yes um and then like uh a few a few weeks in it was like wine and coffee so I like literally we joked was like okay I'm gonna go from wine to coffee back to wine (laughs) um and and that did a number like I started like I couldn't go past like 9 a.m without coffee and that would like and so that routine I was in was not helpful so I did have to come off of that um and that it's been helpful. I do feel better now. I'm not getting headaches as much and I'm not as dehydrated. But hey, I had a cope. I mean, that's what I was using at the beginning of this. And then I like was like, mm, this is low. I need to undo it because I just wasn't feeling well. Um, and so I've been able to undo that a little bit. I actually, last weekend I got sick, so I can't even drink coffee right now. I'm only, I'm, I can only drink tea. So my body's like, you're done. You're done. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think like that for like, like, again, I said, like checking in, like I'm feeling great, like I'm getting headaches all the time. And like, I have to be present with these kiddos and in all the things um, that are happening. Um, so that shift happened for me probably like six weeks in. <laughs> and so that's helped. And I think, you know, Karen, you were talking about social media. I think also seeing like all these photos on social media, people connecting on Zoom and having all these get togethers, right? And I was like feeling pressure to then connect with everybody and their mothers during this time. And I was like, you know what? I just don't have the fucking bandwidth to do that. Like right now I wanna be in my PJs, eating my favorite snacks that I have. I got the subscription to a Mexican candy box and that's been really helpful. Um, and I just wanna eat my candy and like not talk to anybody right now. So then that's okay. I, whatever. And that's it's okay. Yes. And there was even a joke going on, or maybe it's still going on, but that would say something like, oh, now you can't say no to people when you're, when they ask you to Zoom because you have no excuse, you're, you're just at home. And so, yeah, I, I found the Zoom virtual things to be exhausting. I already have to do it for my professional life. Yeah, that's the thing. I if I do any training past twenty minutes, you you lose me. <laughs> it's it's yeah, I, that's I the thing. Every day. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, and I think because we're holding as empaths, right, as psychologists, as therapists, we're holding so much, and and so I, like I said, you know, I don't have the bandwidth um, right now to give too much to to anybody. <laughs> um, so all my friends who I haven't called back, I love you, and it's not that I don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm just up to here to my brows yeah and shenanigans <laughs> and something in so, shit from the dog from the cat from the kids like literally literally <laughs> um literally. so what are some of the i think worries concerns or maybe things that we're getting ready you know as we are thinking about going back to life whatever you know we keep using this term of going back to normal but we also know that maybe normal is not the normal that we had before in this routine so you know what are our thoughts or maybe takeaways from this um in in returning to outside life i think i'm gonna it's well first it's scary right because there's this thing out there um that is scary on top of all the other things that are scary um and i just don't we don't like we don't know if the schools open back up we don't know if we'd send our kids right um i lean more towards the no and i after these two days i'm like this isn't sustainable something's gonna have to something's gonna have to shift So there's that, right? And then I think of like, okay, and I try to remind myself, like, actually, this is some of this is a a good thing that I'm not just working for all the time, right? That like, in the middle of the day, I had to do a dance party (laughs) with my kids, right? Like, and we baked and we do Play-Doh and we, you know, like, we weren't doing and we weren't doing that before this, right? It was that drop them off school or daycare, come back, work, 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 then pick them up, you know, and then shuffle them off to a soccer game or soccer practice or this or that. Um, And so this is really like change that flow for us, which is actually, I think is a good thing. It's a good thing. Part of of it is a good thing. Um, And so how can I still hold on to some of those things? Because I know it'll be so easy to slip back into like just that regular work, 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 work mode. Um, how do we keep our time while we're baking together? How do we keep our time while we're painting together, doing crafts, doing Legos? Like, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Like, we're doing rubber band bracelets. <laughs> we're doing beaded bracelets. We're going to make one for the dog. Like, you know, all those things that um, I always enjoyed doing crafts when I was younger. I just hadn't done them in such a long time, and now I'm doing them again. Um, so how do I still hold on to some of those things? and not just jump back into the old routine. Yeah, I think I have had that thought before. I think I personally have been more intentional about the time that I spend talking to other people, considering that it's just not accessible. But then I also have a fear of socializing, (laughs) of just going back. I guess I'm used to just being home and being like, oh, well, I can't go out this. It's like you say, like an inter- introvert's dream that quarantine happened. And I'm so accustomed to not socializing with people that I'm afraid to 
not want to socialize or just have trouble socializing because of that. And because I tend to be more on the introverted side and being so comfortable with just being by myself that I'm going to be uncomfortable trying to make those relationships again outside. Um, so that, and also I've heard other people, this is not a personal fear of mine, but I've heard other people talk about how their, the cleanliness and the germs and stuff has freaked them out a little bit and how they could, they plan to continue um, washing their hands and using a lot of Germex and like um, using those, um, I, there's this tool that people use on their keychains to open the door. So just the fear of potentially still getting the virus, even though after we get a vaccine or anything, and just the fear of getting something else in the future or some other virus happening. Um, that you reminded me of this like Twitter like debacle when people were talking about certain groups like maybe not washing their legs or like you know using all these different cleanliness conversations that was happening in Twitter and it was just really interesting to see that a lot of people were like well now that you know all these things are coming to light about fears and all these things um what that would look like um I don't know it just reminded me of and it's funny to see that conversation. I don't know if you all saw it, but it was like a discussion that keeps like being recurrent about what it means to like be out in the world and cleanliness and germs and all these things. Yeah. And so I think it's also funny when people are like, people didn't wash their hands before COVID. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's such a culture shift to actually wash yeah. your hands. <laughs> Yeah. But it's a battle, man. With my boys, you know, no te olvidas. Lava tus manos. It's like a constant. It's one of those constant things that you have to, like, it's habitual, right? Yeah. And, like, my mom wasn't around to be, like, on my ass about washing my hands all the time. Not that I'm not a cochina. I do wash my hands. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to make it very clear that we are clean. <laughs> yeah. We wash our hands on a regular. <laughs> Um, I think for me, it's, um, I know that I'm going to be on like a whole different quarantine, um, starting November with this baby. Um, and just, that will be interesting. So I'm a little bit curious about what that even will look like, um, during this time and then having to negotiate boundaries around visitors and COVID and all that fun stuff. Um, and especially cause postpartum anxiety is a real thing. So I don't, consider myself an anxious person um I mean not about like cleanly I'm anxious about different things but anyways and it's more PTSD but whatever um but like when it came when it came to that first baby it was only the first baby that first baby when we I brought him home I was like manos. like it was like intense it's like COVID in my house right it was like and it was that oh your hormones are whack right and then it's a new baby you don't know right and so I was like super anxious I can imagine like it would be like way up if yeah. I was having a baby now yeah I mean I had full-blown panic attacks I've never had a panic attack before um until postpartum so it's a real thing so just get ready y'all take care of yourself if you don't let us see your kid we understand <laughs> <laughs> don't take it personal you know it will be what it will be um and then I think just uh, I think for me I want to I want to 
kind of what you both said of figuring out, you know, intentionally what are some of the things that were helpful and continue to connect with that. And I think it's making, at least for me, is really making time for slowing down a little bit um, and connecting in a way that is present. Um, that I'm not rushing to the next thing. Um, and so I think slowing down that way and adjusting my expectations that not everything needs to be accomplished today. Um, it will get done when it gets done. Um, and there's no rush for that. So I'll keep that. Um, and that for me, I think talking about, I think last episode we talked about undoing things, right? And that for me got an example of undoing like white supremacy, capitalist culture, like where we've learned that we are what we produce, right? And then we've learned like, as a community, we survive by working, 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 right? And so um, like, there's a shift that has happened for me of like, I, I, and I'm still working on it, right? Like I should, that I'm okay just being, <laughs> you know, like, I, but for so long, for me coming out of poverty, I had to work to, to be anything, to be valued in the society, to be, you know what I mean? So that's part of that undoing conversation is like actively undoing these things that I've internalized that I had to do or had to be like um, because of white supremacy culture, because of capitalism, because of our history of slavery in this country, all those things um, it comes from. All right. Well, I think we had a good conversation about, you know, what works and, and what didn't. And um, thank you all for joining us today. Um, we will, you know, continue this conversation as we talk about other topics um, and COVID intersects with the different challenges and parts of our identity. Um, again, you can follow us on our social media at Berkeley Pair Therapy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we also have our web website, pricklypairtherapy.com. Um, you can leave us with questions or concerns or maybe topics that you'd like to, to cover here. Um, we would like to, to hear from you. All right. Thank you, y'all.